Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. This is our episode number 27. Can't believe we're that far along, but today's topic is hydration after the age of 50. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Dr. Michael Gorman. And I'm Dr. Lauren Bennett. We're two physical therapists coming to you from the beautiful city of Mm -hmm. St. Louis, Missouri. And we are, you know, we've had such great um, podcast in the last few weeks. We've been talking with some physicians, talking about everything from um, chronic pain to total knee replacements to stem cell, the PRP, all those great things. But today we're going to switch gears though. And because we're going to um, share with you a little bit of information that people ask us about all the time. What is that, Lauren? <laughs> and that is hydration. So our episode will be gauged towards hydration for the active aging adults, but this is definitely applicable to everyone, including myself. Um, We're going to start out by calling Dr. Gorman out here. Let's see how much water, specifically water, he consumes a day. He's a big coffee drinker, so we're talking just water. You mean the water and coffee doesn't count? (laughs) Well, we're just talking water here. Oh, okay. So I do have my water right here because I knew that's what we're going to be talking about. So I wanted to be a good host. And uh, I'm going to say if we're talking eight ounces, which is a cup, maybe four to six cups a day, maybe. Depends. Okay. Okay. So that... That is the average. Average is five that the population consumes a day. But what um, is actually Hold recommended? On a sec. Hold on a sec. We got to talk about you. Don't, I'm not going to let you get off the hook here. <laughs> what? How many cups of water do you? I drink? was afraid you were going to ask that. So I'm really bad. Um, even being an athlete, I need to drink more. I probably drink like three to four a day. Like my husband's always on me about it too, wow. <laughs> to drink more water. Um, but I will share with you, I'm getting better because as we'll go over, one of the tips is keep your water next to you, a water bottle next to you. And when you see it, you'll drink it. And if you wait to drink it until you're thirsty, you're probably already dehydrated. (laughs) So I'm glad you, uh, you, you talked about that because a, you definitely have to drink more because everyone knows you're a world-class pickleball player, (laughs) even though pickleball isn't you know, you're not as active as if you play tennis, but I know you, you're still very, very active and you're playing for a couple hours. So shame on you, Dr. I know, I know. Yes. We will play for hours on end. So I need to do better, but the recommended amount is six to eight cups of eight ounces of water a day. And Go ahead and go over um, why staying hydrated is so important. Absolutely. So let's talk about why hy- hydration is so important. First of all, um, is vital water is vital for pumping blood to our heart. It's for lubricating our joints. There is a heck of a lot of water content in our body. I believe at least two thirds of our body is made of water. And unfortunately, as we get older, all of us do become dehydrated to a certain extent. But 
Um, and water is also super important just to help flush our body of cellular waste, toxins, things of that sort. And, you know, if we don't have enough water in us, it can lead to serious things. So we're, I know we're going to talk about signs of dehydration, but um, this is this is really, really serious. So um, heat stroke, heart problems, kidney failure, all of the, these things that if we're chronically um, dehydrated or underhydrated, this this could be an issue. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And older adults, they're just more vulnerable to dehydration as well. So you really, really, really need to be cognizant of how much water you're consuming a day. Um, up to 40% of elderly people may be chronically underhydrated. Hold on. Let me, let me get a drink of water as you're talking. Hold on. <laughs> I should too. Here's my empty glass. That, Horrible. That's your problem. Horrible. Um, so how do you know, like there's different signs our body will tell us for dehydration and first and foremost, this is one that I most commonly experience, and that's just a sense of thirst, that uh, sense of thirst and a sense of appetite that I need to drink. And theoretically, if you wait that long, you're already dehydrated. Um, changes in body composition can leave you with less water in your body um, to, to start with. So if you lost a lot of weight or gained a lot of weight. There's like Dr. Gorman said, two thirds of our body is full of water. So if you weigh more, you need to consume more water and vice versa. Also, when we, a lot of um, the older adults that we work with, they are on a, oh, an extensive list of medications. Um, and so big dehydration risks with that, all the interactions, side effects, things of that sort. And if they're on a diuretic as well, which, um, you know, one would take if they have excess swelling, maybe in a leg or an arm or something like that, that's going to help to, uh, you know, de decrease some of the, um, the swelling. However, it also has effect where it can dehydrate you. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, um, as we age, our bodies have a harder time of regulating our body temperature as well. So if you are going to be an active individual and know that you're going to be sweating, whether it's pickleball or cycling or going for a walk or jog, just know that when you're excreting sweat, you need to be intaking water as well. You got to You got to take that to heart, right, yes. Dr. Bennett? That's right. Okay. All right. So now that we've talked about this, we, we need to let everyone know um, how they might know if they are dehydrated. So there is definitely warning signs. And one of the things is just the color of your urine. And if the, if the urine has a dark color to it, then that's a really good sign that, that you're, you're dehydrated. In fact, you know, so many people have asked me, well, how much water should, should I drink? And until Dr. Bennett told me, um, six, what, six ounces, six cups a day is sort of, yeah or maybe, I don't know if that's ideal or not, but that's what's recommended. Um, I used to tell people that, you know, around 64 ounce of water around that, that's not a, that's not set in stone, but to more than anything else to look at the color of your urine. And if the, if, if, if the urine is, is light in color, you're good. If it gets to be mm -hmm. dark in color, that's a really good sign that you're dehydrated. Yes. 
Absolutely. And then not only the color of your urine, but the output. So if you know that you're urinating less frequently throughout the day, so we're talking less than three to four times a day that you're going to the restroom, that that is a sign of dehydration. And this typically comes when you consume less than two cups of water a day. Yeah, for sure. Um, people that are dehydrated, uh, and we've all probably experienced this. I know I've been dehydrated before you get very irritable. Mm -hmm. Um, you can get very dizzy as well. I know, uh, I used to cycle a lot and I wish I still did, but I, I was on a specific ride. It was like a 70 or 80 mile ride and it was on July 4th. And, um, we had gone maybe three quarters of the way through it. And I just, my body just pretty much shut down and all these symptoms right mm -hmm. here that we're going to talk about the cramping and being irritable. It happened. And um, maybe it was a combination of heat stroke, but I was definitely dehydrated. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. I think we all probably will get into it in a minute, have a story about that, especially if you're an athlete and you're losing a lot of water, like truly in the summertime, I'll play like sand volleyball tournaments in the heat and just with the sun beating down on you, like you just can't drink it fast enough. Um, but headache, headaches too. I mean, it's all about your blood volume. So if you aren't consuming the water and your blood volume just goes down, then your body goes into this sense of keeping the blood volume for vital organs like your heart and your lungs and your brain. And so if the brain isn't getting enough blood volume because of the lack of the lack of hydration, you will have a headache. And then that same thing applies for muscles. If your muscles aren't getting it because your body needs it, the blood volume for the heart and the lungs and all the vital organs, your muscles are not going to get it to what they want. And then they're going to start cramping. And that's probably what most commonly athletes experience when they're dehydrated. Right. Right. And that's, uh, I don't think one should take that lightly. It's not normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, we hear it a lot, like people, um, the calves seem to cramp up quite, quite a bit. I don't know. That's just something, um, that I've experienced a lot when talking with, uh, patients and the past is the calf cramp cramping seems to be very common. And I think that makes sense because it's like farther away from the heart and the vital organs. So farther away from all of that, that's farther for all the blood volume to travel. So, I mean, we all have had cramps in our calves at some point, I'm sure not pleasant. So yeah. if I'm going to drink more water to, to not have that, I will. I think what's maybe worse than a cramp in the calf is a cramp in the bottom of the foot. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say hamstring. Well, but... hey, yeah, I guess hamstring would wouldn't be good either, but um oh that cramping in the bottom of the foot is just no fun. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off topic here, but you know, we we uh, we talk about dehydration being lack of, you know, not taking in enough water, but it also is a lack of um vital mm -hmm. electrolytes in our body, calcium, potassium, magnesium, things of that. And uh, that's, that's also why it's so important to have a, you know, a well-balanced diet where you're getting all the nu nutrients that you should, because that will help. So maybe you're not taking enough water in, but if you do have a very well, well-balanced diet, that's going to help you mm -hmm. a bit. Other common symptoms you may experience are dry mouth, confusion, a rapid heart rate, um, muscle weakness, extreme fatigue, sunken eyes. These are kind of the more extremes. 
And then just remember that when you have all this confusion and dizziness and all of that, that that leads to an increase in fall risk. And so when we specify that this podcast is for the aging adult, that is the last thing we never want to say that F word (laughs) ever in our industry of PT is fall. Um, So don't let that be you. This is something so highly preventable. I mean, I think it makes sense too. I mean, when we talk about the the aging adult, we talk about them. Yes, they're going to be losing strength, but we know that so many aging adults are um, dehydrated and you start getting all these different symptoms and then it all culminates, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, into a fall. So I, it's, I, I think there's so many, there's so many people that have falls that it's, if they would just take care of, of themselves and do the right things, most falls are very preventable. Most falls are. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have uh, talked. I'm kind of getting thirsty all this uh, <laughs> this dehydration talk. So uh, we're going to take about a 30 second break. Uh, I think Lauren needs to get her glass of water. I need to go oh. fill this up. <laughs> yes. You have no water in there. Um, and I'm going to continue. <laughs> oh, and she has her pickleball cup, which again is why she should be drinking water. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to hear from our sponsor, iMove PT. We're going to let them talk and It's funny, the guy on the commercial sounds a lot like me. Anyway, um, we're going to let them talk about I Move PT for about 30 seconds, and we will be back. I Move PT is proud to be the sponsor for the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. I Move PT is a mobile physical therapy company based out of St. Louis, Missouri, and expanding throughout the United States. We bring a unique one-on-one physical therapy experience to the privacy, safety, and convenience of our patient's home, office setting, or the location of their choice. For more information about iMove PT, please go to www.imovephysicaltherapy.com or feel free to email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Have a great day. Thank you again to iMove PT for uh, being our sponsor of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. So how much water do you really need? Well, we we, we talked about this already, um, what, approximately six cups a day. That's probably an average. That's 48 ounces. But a general rule, a rule would be taking one third of your body weight, and then that's the number of ounces of fluid uh, water that, that you should be taking in. So um, if you're 200 pounds and that's about 60, what, Lauren, 60. (laughs) Way to put me on the spot. (laughs) 66 ounces of water. So, uh, you know, again, I I would say the average adult is probably going to be between the, oh, I don't know, 40 to 60 ounces a day. If I had to say, but. Um, as I said earlier, that a great way to know if you're getting enough water intake is simply that uh, that pee test, that that urine test, and just looking at your urine and looking at the color of it. It should be light. It should be clear. It should, you know, that if that urine starts to become a darker color, then that is a good sign that you're you're dehydrated. So now that we've talked about all this stuff, what can we do, Dr. Bennett, to stay <laughs> hydrated? So I'm going to go over these because I need to take my own advice here. So the first one is the one that I'm doing right now, which is keeping your water with you always. So Dr. Gorman and I, in our line of 
what we do, we're in the car a lot with iMove. So we're in the car a lot going from patient to patient. And it's really easy to not have your water on you, but I've changed that. I have my water with me always. If I'm going for a walk, I bring water, a bike ride. I have water. So helping choose foods with high water content. So lots of fruits and vegetables, um, watermelon, cucumbers, strawberries, even lettuce, tomatoes, celery is very high in water, um, and in brothy soups, especially. Um, and then the next one is reducing your alcohol intake. Alcohol increases urination, which dehydrates you. So just if you're going to do that, just make sure that you're drinking water with it. I think my sister, when I turned 21, she always told me for one alcoholic beverage, I should drink a, a glass of water in between. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's to keep you hydrated or just so you don't get hung over. <laughs> We're going to say, I, yeah, we all know her intention on that one, but for the use of this podcast, I'm going to act like it was to keep hydrated. Perhaps uh, we could, we could bring her on as a guest and, uh, she can talk about that topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then creating a schedule, which is kind of extreme for me. That would be like a lot of work for me, but creating a schedule. Um, but now, like my friends use this. They've bought these water bottles like off of Amazon or something. And it's really cool. It's this huge jug of water, which is what you need to drink all day long. And it different time periods throughout the day that you're supposed to keep that line to and it'll say like 10 a.m good start and like really encouraging things throughout the day have you seen those no i have not you haven't seen those oh my gosh i'm like they're lugging around these huge gallons of water but you know it seems to work if it works it works if it works it works for sure (laughs) so now we, we we talk i get this uh this thought or this question a lot oh okay so I know I should be drinking water but I can't stand the the taste of water so can I drink uh Gatorade does does that count and do uh all the other sugary drinks does soda count because it definitely has some water in it and we would we would say well not really but there are like low sugar sport drinks um uh Gatorade has one which is actually pretty good um so that is a good option if you just don't like water at all uh, maybe try adding some fruits to your water i like putting lemon in my, my water um in our notes here dr bennett has cucumbers and gag me with a fork or a spoon um before i put cucumbers in my water but i'm sure a lot of people <laughs> like that um berries as well so <laughs> there's other things you can do Okay, you know what's amazing to me is if you go to your local grocery store, there is now, I swear, it seems like almost a whole aisle, probably not a whole aisle, but maybe half an aisle full of all these different kinds of water, infused water, flavor water. So there is so many options out there for you. So, And lastly, let's talk about um, coffee and tea. So um, I learned a little interesting tidbit today from Dr. Bennett that a hundred, you can, let me see, if you drink a hundred cups of coffee a day, it's lethal. Is that what you told me? Yeah. So like 10,000 milliliters of caffeine a day is the lethal dose of caffeine, which is like equivalent of hundred cups of coffee a day. Okay. Well, we're not going to worry about drinking a hundred cups of coffee a day. No one's drinking that, but, um, 
Yes, there's obviously there's obviously water in coffee, but we also know that when you drink probably more than a couple of cups of coffee in a day, it starts to act, act as a diuretic. So you have that issue as well. Um, so like everyone says, if you do everything in moderation, mm -hmm. the world will be a great place. That goes for everything. That's right. And then we also have an article for you, which was interesting of um, sodium content related to hydration as well. So there was a study over 25 years um, tracking 11,000 US adults. And the study started off with individuals from 45 to 66 years old and concluded when that group of individuals was in their 70s and 90s. So it studied the sodium levels in blood and found that higher concentrations of sodium in your blood is a sign of dehydration. So we are to age faster physiologically than those with lower levels of sodium in their blood. And high sodium levels in your blood also makes you a risk for high blood, high blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar, which we all know relates to the diagnosis of heart failure, stroke, diabetes, and dementia. Hmm. So more research is needed to determine if hydration can slow aging, prevent disease, and lead to a longer life. But there is a correlation between sodium levels leading to chronic dehydration and blood pressure problems. So yeah. understand, yeah, I think it's just important to understand that drinking water, like drinking more water alone will not prevent a chronic disease, but there's many advantages to drinking water, even with like your skin hydration. Just if you're going to dehydrate your system and have a lower blood volume to go into your vital organs, I think we all know that that's going to lead to, to problems in, in chronic illness. Well, we definitely have shared some great information. Um, I think that hopefully now everyone has a little bit better understanding of, you know, how much water should I drink mm -hmm. just to kind of recap, I would say, I like the one third of your body weight. I think that is, is a good number to sort of shoot for at least. Well, I guess it depends on your body weight, but um, at least 40 to 60 ounces of water a day, at least. And definitely if you're more active, you're going to need to replenish with more water. Um, another couple of things, I think just to kind of re recap is that, um, um, we, we, we know that most Americans are, uh, um, not hydrated enough. I'm not gonna, I would say they're under hydrated, not dehydrated, but under hydrated. And we know, especially with the active, uh, with the aging adult population, our biggest thing that we always try to strive for is to not have falls. And we know that, you know, drinking more water can help so many parts of our human body, so many organs, so many systems of our body that it's something easy that all of us can do. And we just need, need to start doing it right, Lauren. That's right. I will do it too. <laughs> all right. Well, as always, we want to thank you for your time. Um, thank you for giving us 30 minutes of your, of your week. We know you could be doing anything else, but we are so happy that you are I've chosen to be part of our Health Habits for Active Aging community. Please go see our um, our podcast on the iMove PT YouTube page and what uh, like us, subscribe, all that, all that good stuff. But it's it's and if you 
Also, one thing that would be awesome too is if you have comments, um, please put them on our YouTube page because that helps um, with something called, let's see, what's that word? The algorithm. <laughs> it helps us and helps us to get seen by many other people. But anyway, um, as always, we're just here to share some great information. So Lauren, any last words from you? If you stay hydrated, I will. Okay. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, everyone. And uh, have a great week. We look forward to seeing you for our next podcast, which is about reducing diet inflammation. And, yeah, diet and inflammation. Okay. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Gorman or Dr. Bennett, please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next week.